Hey everybody, thanks for joining us here in our guest segment. This is the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Got a couple sponsors I need to tell you about real quickly here. Uh, number one is uh, re- preparewithdave.com, best in storable food. And what you're going to hear us talk about here with uh, food shortages coming in America, that'll be one of our topics. Watch out, folks, because I'm telling you, if you don't move now, you're going to be in trouble. You better be begging for your neighbor's leniency. So preparewithdave.com, 25-year shelf life, maintain their prices from the early sale they did in January. They haven't raised their prices one dime. Restaurant quality, preparewithdave.com. We're also brought to you by something you better pay close attention to. Hear me and hear me quickly. Automobiles are not being sold the market is dead, dead in the water, dead. Stick a knife in it, dead. Fork it, it's over. So what are you going to do? You're going to be forced to buy used vehicles. Well, we got a device that you're going to want to have so you don't get ripped off. It's called repairwithdave.com. It's actually fixed, F-I-X-D. It's something that you, it's kind of like you sync to your Fitbit. You plug it in and it tells you on your cell phone hey this is what's wrong with your car and this is what you can expect to have to do to it and if we're going to be reduced to bartering buying and selling cars because autos aren't manufacturing right now in this crisis this is going to be an indispensable tool so how do you get yours it's inexpensive i'd go to repairwithdave.com i've got mine do you have yours absolutely why because uh, my son is having major breakdown problems in his car. Of course, it's got 300,000 miles in it. We are now looking, and we're using our fixed device. If anyone says, hey, you can't do that, then you move on to the next deal. Repairwithdave.com. Anyway, we've got with us on the Newsmaker line, Paul Martin, and we got a whole lot of topics that we're going to go through. And uh, we really are glad that you're here. But ladies and gentlemen, the poop is ready to hit the fan in ways that we could not have predicted. So we're going to handle this with grace and civility and calmness. Uh Uh-huh, maybe, but we're going to handle it. With me on the line is Paul Martin of Revolution Radio, as in revolutionradio.org. And uh, he's got a good question. In fact, Paul, I'll open it up with this. Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do when they don't come when you call? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's up with this? <clears throat> well, I mean, if you look at the, the the city of New York has enough cops sick larger than the entire Houston Police Department, Dave. I know. I saw that. And you've got it in Detroit. Uh, I mean, it's just going to keep cascading. Uh, I mean, these guys are... These masks are basically useless. I've got a good friend that was a um, NBC officer but at the battalion level. That's nuclear, biological, and chemical officer. These guys go to school for that for quite a while, and uh, and those and he stays in pretty much contact with other NBC guys around the country that he's known for a long time. And I mean, they're they're laughing at this paper mask, you know. And uh, he he says, when you see me wearing my M95, you know we're in trouble. But he told me, I don't know, six or eight weeks ago, he said, the one thing this bud can't take is alcohol. It kills it dead on the spot. 
And but anyway, for for the for all those gazillions of pictures of people wearing these paper in whatever they're wearing, and the cops are still getting sick, Dave, in droves. Hmm. I talked to a, uh, and here's a new kid bit in in Larimer County, Colorado. What do you think the number one arrest is right now? I'm going to say quarantine violation. No, domestic violence. Domestic violence. This uh, officer told me, he said, down in Houston, there are arrests in, in a 24-hour period for domestic violence was in the tens of Well, yeah, people are home more and tempers are flaring and people are depressed and, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hello, Paul. Did I lose you? No, I'm not here. Okay. All right. Let's try to reorient a little bit there, and let's uh, let's go from there. Um, yeah, the domestic violence issue is going to be huge as we continue to be locked down in place. We're like crowded rats in a maze that go antisocial when uh, we have no room to, 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 to move. And it's not going to change anytime soon, Paul. I mean, let's just play the, the what-if game, okay? I'll pick a square. You pick a square. And when we get together next summer, if we're able to, we'll have to buy each other dinner depending on who wins. Okay. All right. I'm going to okay. pick, I'm going to pick a date when we're no longer in mandatory lockdown. We can go to a baseball game, a restaurant. Okay. You want me to go first? Hello, Paul. Yeah, go first. All right. How about, Oh, my audience is going to hate me, and I'm so sorry. October 15th, just in time for my wife's birthday. And I think I'm being optimistic. Okay, Paul, I said uh, and we're back. October 15th, and what say you? Well, we got to remember, this ain't a chimera. This came out of a... Level 3 lab out of North Carolina. The base for this is the SARS and the H1N1. Mm-hmm. Obama gave it to the Chinese. They took it back to Wuhan and turned it into Frankenstein. The original 19 had an H2 gene in it, which affects Asians. That's why they're having so much problems in Iran, because they're not Arabs. They're Persians. They have an Asian gene in their DNA. Right. I think about the 19, I think about the 1918 flu. This thing's already morphed, mutated eight times that we know of. So when I think of the 1918 flu, the first wave was, you know, it was pretty bad, but the second wave is what was the killer. So I'm thinking the next wave may be as early as October or September could be far worse than this is because i mean if you look at the death rate in california on a a monthly basis you know they lose 800 people just because and just in los angeles so i mean a lot of this is being pumped up hyped up i don't trust fauci as far as i can throw him uh, and Dr. Bix, I don't either. She's part of the Clinton Foundation. So we can't believe the numbers. Uh, there was one report I saw today before I went to work and uh, that 
I believe it was in New York, hmm. that they were, any death, that, any death, doesn't matter what it is, it's coronavirus, period, in, in the subject. So, you know, this is, this is the most massive psychological operation in the history of the planet. And I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's not bad. It is. I mean, if you've got pre-existing conditions, diabetes, your diet's crap for most of the country, um, crammed on top of each other. We don't. I mean, we don't know how many times this is going to mutate. I mean, uh, the last report I saw was eight. Okay. So. I mean, we could be in this for the long run. I think the I think the 1918 flu ran for two years. Okay. So, what's your date of mitigation? Mm. I don't think I'm going to like this. Last part of 2021. Oh, lovely. I always wanted to go okay. on a 17-month uh, vacation. Okay. All right. Now. Here's the deal. I think you're right, but I also think I'm right. See, I think as we approach the election, Trump is going to put the country in gloves and masks and say back to work. Well, you've already got eight states. You've got North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Arkansas. You've got several states out there that are you know, you guys go do what you need to do. We're, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna blow up the supply chain over this. And uh, I mean, if if you're, and I hate to say this, I mean, if you if you've got these pre conditions, elderly and stuff like that, it's, I mean, spiritually and and emotionally, it's a tough call. But you can't shut the whole nation down because of this, because it's not that bad. Unless you're elderly, you know, my age, 65, 85, you know, and we've already had a couple of hundred-year-olds that survived it. So, but but, but this lockdown and shutting the entire supply chain, food chain, all this stuff is insanity. Hmm. Yeah, they just had a, uh, today they had a nursing home in uh, San Antonio where 66 of the eight patients were tested positive. And that's, that's because some of the staff brought it in. So, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's inevitable. Okay. I bet you I'm going to win because the issue is going to get forced. Um, but I do agree with you about the second wave. Man, oh, man. This is going to be known as the COVID generation. You know that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the generation that missed out on their youth. No proms, no sports, no double dating, no movies, no homecoming. Um, wow. This is pretty bad. And, and then how do kids date? Okay. Can't hold hands. Get your gloves on get a mask well that's romantic isn't it yeah no swapping spit at the movies buddy oh my goodness you can't even eat popcorn at the movies <laughs> no this 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 is uh I, 
I, I don't I don't have the words for what this is. But it's so predictable. You and I talked about it ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. Right after Trump got elected, make America great again. That's anathema to the New World Order, anathema to the Democrats that hate Americans, hate God, hate baseball, hate they hate everything about us. And I told you three years ago they were going to go to scorched earth, didn't I? Well, that was predictable, but uh, correct, yes. Yes. And, and here, yeah, I mean, here we go. They've got all these candidates and all these shows, nothing happens. They wind up with an Alzheimer patient and a communist. That only means that Trump wins in the biggest political wave in the history of the world. Well, yeah, I mean, and they, they do, know it. Yeah, they have a bunch of candidates that are half a step above dog catcher for the county. Huh. Um, I agree. I agree with you. I totally agree. So what a what a mess we're in. Um, there's no way out of this easy, is there? No. Okay, so let's project ahead, okay? Is there going to be an election, and what form will the election be in if we're going to have it? Well, the Democrats are going the, the usual, oh, we, well, well, we'll just have to have paper ballots. No, that ain't going to work. Uh, I mean, the president's in a, in a really tough box here, man. I, I can't imagine. I'm 65. This guy's, what, 73? I can't imagine having his job at 73, but we either open up the country and let the chips fall where they may, have an election. If you're going to die, you're going to die. And it could be bad. I mean, the the pictures of the mobile uh, refrigeration vans that they're parking in New York and stacking bodies in is is pretty ugly in, in itself. But, I mean, you've got to think about the entire country. I mean, we need to get, we need to get back on the move. Do, uh, do kids go back to school in September, October, in August? Absolutely. The, de- the deaths from this, from children, I think I've seen... Oh, they had one six-year-old baby. They've had a couple of seven-year-olds and stuff like that. But, I mean, this is a war against us. And funny enough, there is a case in the state of Texas today suing the Chinese for $23 trillion for allowing... For allowing this to escape, which they did. No, they didn't, they, because the World Health Organization told me so. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was an Ethiopian. That that guy, that doctor, is an Ethiopian communist. He's not a doctor. He has no medical credentials. Well, he's got doctor in front of his name. He's a doctor of terrorology. Sorry, Paul. That's that's true. This guy's oh, I don't, I don't doubt it. I'm just saying that you know it was out today that he was a, a strong uh, advocate of the uh, Communist Party in Ethiopia. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I know. Um, and you know he's also tied to Bill Gates. 
uh, as is Fosse and uh, right. Bricks. Yeah. Um, how, how does Fosse work for the CDC and all the organizations in federal? He's a federal employee. How does he have a private business relationship with an entrepreneur? Isn't that conflict of interest? Absolutely, but that's half of Congress or three quarters of Congress. You know, I was on a radio show earlier today as a guest. And I was explaining everything that was going on and from my perspective. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. No matter what happens in November, it's going to exacerbate the volatile conditions in this country. Half the country is not going to accept the results. Do you agree nope. with that? Absolutely. Okay, so what will happen on November the 8th? Uh, mass pandemonium, if not an outright civil war. But I still, I still, I still think we're going to balkanize at some point. The West Coast, the East Coast, the flyover country, the Deep South, Texas. Is, I mean, I'm from Texas. They're, they think they're the only state country anyway. But you've got the Rocky Mountains. You know, you've got New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, Utah. I mean, the, the, the section of the country that are so different is amazing. But there was, uh, it's somewhere buried in my website two or three years ago, two Russian um, uh, PhDs independently, didn't know the other guy was doing it, wrote a, wrote a story on that. And they, they went in depth to explain how different America was. And they're right. What's next? What's going to, like right now, America is on edge. America has bought the second most guns in the month of March in our history. Okay. Yes, we're, they we're, did. we're on edge. What's going to happen next, Paul? There'll be a spark. Don't know what the spark will be. Um, I mean, look at World War One. One bullet in Sarajevo. Archduke Ferdinand. Uh -huh. That started World War One. One bullet. So I mean, it could be anything, but. Um, The number one thing people got to realize is they're going to have to hunker down. They may have to hunker down for a long time. And you're going to have, if you can get out of the cities, you know, that great article, we talked about it once before, that Mike Adams gave all these special forces guys, black ops guys, uh, SEALs and all that. And he said, all right, you guys put your heads together. Give me the worst case scenario. And they, they just, you know, right out of the box, you know, the blue cities will burn. It'll be Mad Max. They said, you guys in flyover country will probably be in pretty good shape. Of course, this was way before the, this was before the virus. It, it was way before the virus. And, uh, and, I, and I think Mike's article on that was, was, was very good. I mean, we live in a pretty close-knit 
you know, around here where I'm in northern Colorado. But we were still having fights in the local grocery store in a town where everybody knows everybody over toilet paper. And now we're having this giant rash of just getting started into this day, just getting started. And they're having to make tens of thousands of arrests for domestic violence. In Larimer County, that's the only arrests they're making. The bars aren't open, nothing's open. There's no DUIs, there's, you know, a couple of burglaries maybe, but most of it's domestic violence. Well, no, I've got, I have to disagree with you. <coughs> Excuse me. I watched a video this morning of a surfer at Malibu Beach. Had the water to himself. Yeah, I there, saw that. Yeah, no one within thousands of yards. Yet, yep. here come the boats. We're going to arrest him. And they had the deputies on the beach, and they weren't observing social distance. They were within six feet of each other in mass. And when they finally caught up to him, they put this surfer, illegal surfing, in handcuffs. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, he, he was on a paddle board. He was just paddling around in the bay. I know. Who was he infecting? The fish? Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, that shows, that shows you how far down the rabbit hole we've gone. Yeah, but we can't respond to crimes in progress. We can't assist in car accidents. We can't pull over drunk drivers, but we can sure as hell arrest the surfers. In a very expensive large boat, I might add. No, there were two boats. Oh, I just saw the one. There were two. They they checkerboard patterned and they cut him off. They got they ran him into the uh, into the pier. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I ever saw. And the guy who recorded this um, was on one of the social medias. I forget which one. Um, and, and this guy was singing "Bad Boys, Bad Boys." What you gonna do? I mean, that was hilarious. And uh, it, it was a, a great play-by-play. -play. It was the best sporting event I've seen since they shut down sports. And uh, <laughs> here, here, this just shows the ridiculousness of what's going on. But, Paul, I think there's a madness to this. The reason we're in lockdown is total, total overreaction. But the reason we're in lockdown is because um, the administration fears there's going to be a Tet Offensive of terrorism with the embeds, the, the terrorists, the MS-13, the ISIS, the Hezbollah, Hamas. They, they really believe that's coming. That's why I think they have us in lockdown so we're not out in public. What do you think? Well, they're here. The, F, the, F, the FBI and everybody and their brother in law, law enforcement is saying for a long time, you know, they're in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. How does this end? I have absolutely no idea. I, I well, I, I'm at loss for words because well, of, I, of the sheer stupidity I, I mean, that's going on. Well, it is. I mean, people are just losing their minds. They're not. Who was it? Was it P.T. Barnum said never, under, never underestimate the stupidity of the American people? Yeah. And, that's, and that was way, 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 way back there. But, uh, man, it, it's, it, it, it's just going to be a fire sale. 
and and we'll just have to pick up the pieces after it happens. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm still I'm still saying regions will balkanize. I mean, Texas is the only state in the union that can just say, "Okay, goodbye, we're out of here." Well, along those lines, Paul, let me elaborate on something. There's the most interesting thing going on on TNT. And I wrote an observation piece on it, and I wrote it too soon. They had, um, I'm trying to think of how to put this. On TNT, they have the last ship that's now, you know, out of production. And um, it's replaying on TNT. TNT is owned by, you know who, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Uh, Mr. Give $50 million to the UN. Mr. Married Hanoi, Jane Hilton. Uh, you know, Jane Fonda, um, Mr. Climate Change or Killing the Planet kind of guy, Mr. Told Audubon Magazine in 1997, we needed to reduce the population of the Earth by 90%. So he's running this show on there. He has, they have two shows a day they put on there. And, and I used to watch this pretty religiously because of the themes, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so I had it automatically on my DVR. So the series ends, you know, I don't see it anymore. And all of a sudden, I start to look at it and go, it's recording it. And I go, oh, how interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right, TNT. And they were recording season, playing season one. Season one was a virus that wiped out 80% of the planet. That's season one. But instead of doing, like, season one, episode one, followed by episode two, they have two different tracks they're following at the same time. They also started with season five, episode one on their other recording and season five is about the red dawn invasion of the united states how do you like them apples so we get two wow. for, we get two for the price of one here i don't think that i mean what they're doing programming wise makes no sense except they want the public to see this if i were a conspiracy theorist and i'm not i'm a coincidence theorist everything happens by accident because the cia told me so so, but if I were a conspiracy theorist, I'd say, number one, they're making us think the COVID virus is much, much worse than it is, as evidenced by this virus that's wiping out 80% of the planet. Well, this COVID virus is not going to wipe out 80% of the planet. And the second thing, Paul, that, that they have there is the Red Dawn invasion. If I were a conspiracy theorist, which I'm not, I would think they're getting us ready for war. Hmm, little predictive programming there. How do you like the double-barreled shotgun approach of, of predictive programming on TNT? Well, I mean, if you've got if you've got all the gerbils in their cages, when's a better time to attack? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but they have us. I mean, they control the entertainment now. It kind of reminds me of the old Outer Limit show when we were kids. We control the vertical. We control the horizontal. We control your TV. Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the outer limits. And that's kind of what I'm thinking of now. I mean, I told my wife today, we talked about, well, it's kind of good people are home in one sense because they're going to get educated as to what, what's going on. I said, yeah, but also more people are going to watch CNN. <laughs> Do I need to say more? Oh, my God. God help us. So that's... Anyway, that that predictive programming is right there. And then um, on the list of choices about two weeks ago, Netflix pushed something up. And I'm always watching what they push up for people to watch. 
because it kind of tells you what the agenda is. And by the way, Obama's on the board at Netflix, in case you're wondering. And um, they had a show called Contagion. So I didn't have time to watch it, really. I watched little bits and pieces, but not much. But I read the description, and it was an outbreak in Atlanta. And the CDC was behind the outbreak so they could study it. And it killed people, and they had like a four-block quarantine. And it went on for quite some time. And it was the story of the contagion and CDC illegal complicity. And I thought, well, given what we know about the CDC, this was really good predictive programming. They called it contagion. And they pushed it up. Um, like when I opened up my um, my program here for Netflix, it was showing as number two. Like, choose this number two. Contagion. So Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm seeing this all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm beginning to see a lot of predictive programming out there, Paul, that defies description. But the last ship, the way they're running it, Red Dawn, and then, of course, the virus outbreak, uh, incredible. So, hey, Paul, what are you getting from any of your people on what's going on with regard to coming food shortages? Do you have any details? Well, we're we're still having we're ha they're having problems with bringing people up from like Guatemala and wherever to pick all this stuff, and there's not enough people to pick it. You can you can just put this in the bank. There are going to be food shortages. They're already having problems in Canada. Uh, still a lot of cold weather up there. I was watching the weather map today, and uh, it's it. it that that that's a one hour radio show in and of itself, but you've got you've got to Mike Adams, you know, you gotta grow chickens, you gotta start your gardens. Um, I mean we're at we're at the onset we're in the Monfort minimum, which means the sun's at its lowest production. And so the last mini ice age we had was during the French Revolution. And the reason they were revolting it wasn't because of the politicians, because they were hungry. What the, what a what an oncoming ice age does, or a mini ice age does, is it cuts two weeks off the growing season, the planting season, and two weeks off the harvest season. And and look at what we saw last year in Iowa and and, and throughout the, the 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 Corn Belt. So just just put it. Put it in your head that there's going to be food shortages. That's like my uh, uh, when Ed Petrosky called me and uh, uh, the good doctor that was uh, part of the Federal Reserve for 20 years said, "Well, Ed, all we got's gold and silver, land and cattle right now." And he's exactly right. Yeah, you've got. You will not believe. what a tenth ounce of gold will buy in the next two or three years. It'll blow your mind. Hmm. What's the number bar what's the number one barter item in the world, Dave? And it ain't gold or silver. Alcohol. Alcohol. Absolutely. I've got more people that know me that are stockpiling like crazy and have been for a year. We got all these old wine I mean, bottles around that we never drink, and so maybe they'll come in handy. Yeah, 
And I mean, look, I mean, the, the the world knows what Golds is. I mean, Special Forces in Vietnam carried bot chains around their neck, gold, and they could peel off one link. Those people in the deep jungles of Vietnam knew exactly what that was. Mm-hmm. So, eighth ounce, tenth ounce, one ounce, whatever you know, whatever you can get. The the time is now, and it may it may be past. This on a previous show that you and I did is you've got junk you don't need, sell it. But it may it, it just may be too late now. I don't know. Wow. I mean, I, I still I've still got all my bioweapon stuff in the basement that I've had for well I don't know four or five years because I knew they were going to hit us with one, so I just got ready for it. But uh, and I haven't broken it out yet because it's not it's not to that level yet. But at some point it probably will. You can almost bet on it. If it doesn't, the Democratic Party is done for a generation. Done, just over. There's nobody that'll ever get elected again with the Democratic Party unless you're in Hell's Kitchen, New York. Well, if they take over by a coup, I don't think they have to worry about elections again. <clears throat> well, and and that's possible. I don't, I don't, I don't pull anything away from these demonic, psychotic, pedophile freaks. N- nothing. Oh, Paul, we got to take just a quick break here, and I just want to remind everybody that uh, the remainder of the show is brought to you by Fixed, or we call it RepairWithDave.com. With new automobiles going away, people can't afford them anyway, no no car productions, if you've got the money, what are you going to do? How do you know you're not getting ripped off from someone who's selling their junker just trying to make ends meet? Well, if you have fixed or repairwithdave.com, you can plug it into the port. It's linked up to your cell phone, and you'll be able to say, okay, this is what's wrong with it. We can live with this. Nah, I don't want that. No, thank you. And it's invaluable for what's coming up. Go to repairwithdave.com. That's repairwithdave.com. Well, Paul, um, when we take a look at at uh, this whole scenario, when do you think Trump is going to put the country back to work? I, I don't know. I, I know we're on um, to April 30th right now. What he does after that, there's no telling. You know, but he's surrounded by the swamp. I mean, we've already talked about Fucci, and we've already talked about Dr. Bix and and who they're connected with. So we're in no man's land. We have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. That's exactly what I said with an interview I was on as a guest. I can give you what I think could happen, but there's just too many variables right now. I mean, here's what we here's what I do know. The president's actively trying to stop a terrorist attack in this country, terrorist attacks. He's arresting cartels at record rates. He's arresting terrorists. He sent troops to the border. I mean, he's really being proactive. Um, Okay, is it going to be enough? Not for the deep state. And, and you wrote you wrote about that today in your article, talking about the Chinese deep state and our deep state and everything like that. I mean, those are enormous. This is one guy. 
this is a businessman from New York that he didn't beat 16 seasoned politicians. He just walked over their dead corpses. These people were already done. Kind of like the Democrats. People wanted somebody out. Somebody wanted outside of the box, and they got him. And that's like, that's like a, a, a cross to these Dracula freaks. So we, there, there's, and you're right. There's so many variables. I mean, there is so many things out there that we have no idea. I mean, your your FEMA uh, guy, the biofema guy that bugged out, that came to your office and said, "Hey, if they can't get you guys really want you, they're gonna hit you with a bioweapon." And, and he told you, he said, "We got stuff nobody else even knows about." That's true. That is true. He did say that. And he also said the reason for doing it is increased populism. And this was four years before the 2016 election. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have no idea what the what the deep state's in actual control of. We know the CDC is about as anti-Trump as Nancy Pelosi. Okay. So, so there's, I mean, there's, there's no way, there's no way to build, or move on. Me, a marine in a in a, in a military operation or military thought pattern, because, as you said, very eloquently, there are just too many variables. So, what do you tell people to do? Hunker down. Get everything you can. If you can, if you can find somebody to buy your bass boat, your float boat, whatever you got to sell, sell it. Put it up on Craigslist. Gather up all the cash you can. Uh, our elderly are going to suffer horribly. Uh, they say that China's back in production now. Whether and and they they build most of our pharmaceuticals. So. How much are we going to get back? We don't know. Hell, I'm on them. But would you like to hear something very disturbing? I've been doing that all day. Go ahead. No, you haven't. <laughs> I think you're being optimistic. Let me share with you what came my way from a uh, person who's on uh, here. Let me see if I can't pull this up. Okay. Um, and uh, it's someone who's on the board of a food co-op for the western region of the United States. It's a huge position. And um, it's so stunning here. And I'm scrolling down here. And if I can't find it quickly, I'll have to summarize it. But nothing like reading quotes. But he went on to say that um, we're going to be 50% short of the food that we need. So I'm not finding this readily. So let, let me just ex express, tell the story. Um, he said that, um, you know, the, the, their family owns three grocery stores. They're on this huge board. And, and uh, um, he talks to all the deliverers and so forth. He said, for the first time in American history, we went to last year more meals eaten out than eaten at home. Now that you can't eat out, for the most part, except for minimal takeout. He said, we're automatically at least 50% short of the food we need. 
and he said look at our grocery stores we don't have the room to do double the shelves we can't hire double the staff we don't have double the freezers we don't have double the refrigerators even if we could get the food and he said and that's problematic because he said our reserves are all but spent and the government's covering it up and he said we don't have much longer supply chain deficits are a problem and then that was the good news by the way Paul I want you to know that was the good news courtesy of this guy then it gets really morbid he said I'm saying 50% shortage if everything goes right and he said um, what if terrorists begin to attack our food trucks he said do we have enough tanks and, and uh, armored vehicles to accompany them and how many truck drivers are going to walk off the job because they don't want the responsibility can the military take this over he said maybe but he said um, this is the bad news and he said this too he was talking about Utah he said Utah is ahead of the curve because the LDS Church is all about preparation and he, he was talking about I think it was March 15th and that Utah got their deliveries as they should have but they were so in demand for extra food that by the time it made it to Idaho to one of this person's stores he said we were down to 50% of what we needed and he said within a few days we were down to 20% and he said there's almost no food reserves and and he just said we're one incident away away from a food catastrophe food riots and so let's go back to what I know I was talking to a senior level uh, federal law enforcement agent um, I think it was probably two and a half weeks ago and he explained to me that they were doing training for the inevitable food riots here they come Paul I just told you how it's gonna happen well I've already told you we're already having problems you know they're having problems in Fort Collins on people waiting out in the parking lot for little old ladies and females and old people bringing their carts out and attacking them and you know taking their stuff from them. so it's already started and I also remember when I told you one of the shows we did that Warren Air Force Base up in Cheyenne is putting out Humvees. You know, they're putting Humvees in front and back of of um, uh, tractor trailer rigs crossing, you know, crossing the country on I-80. So it's already started. Yeah, what what happens what happens when law enforcement you know, that's how we started the show. What do you think when law enforcement breaks down? And it's coming. I mean I I know people for a long time. I mean people used to eat at my restaurant. And uh, you know, it gets too bad. They're gonna do what you would do, I would do, any dad out there would do. You're going home to take care of your family. Took four days and Katrina. And that's just that's just a drop in the bucket of what we're looking at. See, what a lot of people don't realize is we have these just-in-time deliveries, deliveries uh, from the food uh, uh, processors three to six times to most stores a day. Yep. If these trucks aren't moving with regularity. Watch out. Uh, there's no good news here tonight. I, I, let's look for a silver lining. Is there any silver lining, Paul? Well, I, Dave, I love you and God loves you. There's the good news for the day. 
Okay, let me throw that worthless present away. Well, it's not totally worthless, but that's not quite what I was looking for. <laughs> that's like the woman saying, how do I look tonight, honey? Oh, I love your shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Am I not going to get any better than that? Well, I mean, there's already reports of Walmart not selling seeds. So the first thing you need to do is find locally uh, non-GMO seeds. You can grow stuff in your house. You can grow sprouts in your house. There's a ton of things you can grow in your house. And so you've got to, you've got to, I mean, we're in a war, Dave. In a multifaceted war, I might add. We don't know about the elections. We've already talked about food shortages. We've already, <clears throat> your grocery store guy talking about what happens when they do start attacking the trucks, which they will. I mean, all it takes is one motorcycle gang and a, you know, a couple of trucks, shut them down. Well, so you you've got to think about the absolutely worst possibility, which is already here and going to get worse. Mad Max from Thunderdome. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, or well, that's what that, that's what those guys that that Mike Adams, you know, bring me, you know, give me a scenario, and that's what they had. It was mad. As far as the liberal blue cities are, it's Mad Max time. And now that we have a disease, and they've already, you know, you remember I'm talking about disease X? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is just the, the, the opening salvo. So we get to November, and there's a bad election, and Trump wins. Let's revisit that issue because we mentioned it and then we got off the point real quickly. Knowing what you know about the deep state and the Democrats, what do you expect to follow? Well, I think the Democrat with the George Soros backed Antifa and God only knows what else is out there. And plus people just going nuts. I mean, we people are already going nuts just staying at home. You know, at some it, <laughs> at some point, you know, people are just going to say the F word and go get what they need. I mean, it doesn't take long for honest, normal, decent people to go hungry before they go hunting for anything they need. So are we going to see regionalism spring up, tribal leaders, warlords? Absolutely. Do you remember that old show? I think it came out in about 2012. It was called Revolution. Yeah, what? Yeah, I watched it twice. Yeah, is it going to be like that? Absolutely. What Especially facets if, if the, uh, in if, that if show? The go out. Yeah, exactly. In that show, what do you? What did you see there that you think could occur here? One thing that, that that really reaches out to me 
in the opening of that, everything was fine, and then it wasn't. Shock and awe, and I think that's what we're going to see. I do remember one of the characters in there was a, he was kind of a tech guy, a Facebook, uh, um, Google guy, and he said, you know, I own four homes around the world. They were walking down the road, and he goes, you know, I'd give them all up right now for a roll of Charmin. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and, but I, I, I do, I do, I mean, we're already in semi-shock and all right now. Well, I think the panic buying with the toilet paper and the second largest gun sales month in history speaks to that. Yep. Well, you want you want you want something even scarier? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> I haven't shaved in a couple of days. I got a mustache, but I shaved. And God stored and I asked me why I hadn't shaved and I said, Well it's these are these are corona spikes. He says, What do you mean? I said, Well I, I, I let my whiskers go out. I said, those corona bugs come at me, I said, they'll stick themselves in my whiskers and I shave them off. He goes, I never thought about that. <laughs> okay. That's wonderful. <laughs> that, that's wonderful. That's, that's we are. I mean, pe- people are people are just absolutely clueless. They have no what they, they have they have no historical references. Um, they just they just don't know. That's why my store is in absolute unbelievable apocalyptic sales. Can't spend the money if you're dead. Nope, but they're still spinning. Yeah. Get some gas mask in there and see what happens. By the way, I have sophisticated night vision on the way. I bartered a deal. Already got mine. I've had mine for four years, five years. Yeah, well, I've had a demonstration. They're really quite remarkable. And if the other guy has night vision and you don't, you're going to lose. That's uh, that's really clear. So I'm learning to become proficient. People think if you have a gun, you're safe. No, 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 no. Um, I learned with a 12-gauge, there's a big difference between the big bullets and the light bullets. The light bullets yep. will let you aim. The big bullets will knock you on your butt and take your face off. <laughs> you got to kind of lean into it, buddy. Yeah, I know, I know. So you can separate your shoulder. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's quite a weapon. It really is. Um, I prefer the AK. I like the AK-47 myself. Light, maneuverable, easy to handle, easy to aim. And I'm reasonably proficient at somewhat close distances. You know, I'm not knocking birds out of a tree a thousand yards, but I'm okay with it. But um, people say, Dave, Dave, you're you're talking violence. No, I'm not. I'm talking self-defense if you try to come into my home. In fact, I'm going to put a sign out in front of my home. It says, no food here. And even if there was, you already have the red dot on you. Turn around and go home. Yep, I've already got the tractor to block the road off in here. 
Yeah, that's that's that. Well, see, you're more isolated than I am. I got these. Uh, we are really rural, and we're seven, almost seven miles off the beaten path. But we are off a two-lane road, and there are 300 homes out here. Most people, because they have to shop in bulk because we live distance away from grocery stores, they're going to be okay. A lot of gun owners out here that I know. But down about, oh, I don't know, seven to eight miles west of me are the meth dealers. And the sheriffs won't even go in there without two cars. And um, a long time ago, a friend of mine, Gary, God rest his soul, we took a drive in his four-wheel all-terrain vehicle, and we went down the riverbed. And, and, and if these guys wouldn't shoot you, they had they had the guard dogs. They were vicious. They were actually trying to get through the window that were rolled up on this truck. They were jumping up and smashing their face against the window. And and, and I told Gary, pulled up his pistol, and I said, Gary, if you fire, I think they're going to fire on us. So we backed up and got the heck out of there. That's, those are neighbors we're going to have to contend with eight miles away in a rural area. And then they're methed out. We Maybe they'll OD before they get to us. But everybody has a flashpoint, and that's why I'm bringing this up. Everybody needs to do an assessment. If you're in the middle of a city and a blue city right now, I'm telling you within a year you're going to be screwed. <laughs> I don't care what your level of preparation is. You can't fight the city. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, Absolutely. People better find a place to go to. That's number one. And most people say, I've got it kind of idyllic out here because I've got people who will work together. We've already had you know, a meeting here about how to defend our area. Um, how many communities do you think have done that, Paul? Uh, Are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, lost you for a second. Yeah, I, I don't think many have done that. Do you, do you have anyone you rely on, or are you just kind of so isolated where you're at, where you're on your own? No, we've got we've got we've got mostly good people out here. I mean, there's five fifties within a two two mile radius of where I'm sitting. Oh, really? And as I've said, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, there's yeah, there oh there's enough there's enough. Uh, from where I'm sitting to North Denver, there's enough 338 Lapuas to take over a small Central American country. And there's a lot of long-distance shooters out here. Yeah, I'm running a 740-grain Hornaday through a 50, and that means I can take your engine block out from over a mile. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should relocate and come up and live with you. Man, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. So, I don't know. I couldn't go back to the cold and the snow in Colorado. That's why I came to Arizona. So, um, I don't know which is worth. Snow and ice or dealing with meth. So, um, by the way, I drove out by the uh, Toyota place the other day. And I also talked to someone that was out there. You know, I told you I saw the troops going in there one day. And uh, the guy went up to him and says, hey, when's the tour start? Guy comes out with an M16. Get the F out of here right now cock the gun does that sound like a proving ground to you for automobiles nope that sounds like a hardened encampment to me I'm a little worried about what's there and we were talking about that too that is the great unknown they may make the meth addicts look like an easy game if we have to end up going Mad Max from Thunderdome of course if you're out in, in uh, LA you'll be going Mad Maxine from SoCal Dome Man, is that when yeah. we lost it? Hey, Paul. Well, yeah, just... but you're. 
You're, you're close to the seventh largest city in the country. Yeah, but we're seven miles off the beaten path. It's, you know, it, yeah, we might have some overflow. I don't think we'll have a lot. And it's a two-lane road. And I don't think it's that hard to defend. We, we actually were talking about that. Well, Paul, we're just about out of time, and I think we've depressed everybody. And um, But the bottom line is, folks, uh, as much as I don't want to have to say it, you better get prepped. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. And uh, I would recommend doing it sooner rather than later. And on that note, uh, we've been speaking with Paul Martin of revolutionradio.org. And uh, he uh, great website. Let's hope it's up for a while because if the poop starts, cell phones and websites will be down. And on that note, Paul, we are totally out of time. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next time. Thanks, Dave.